Welcome to the Swine Health Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine health research digested for you. We want to thank the innovative companies and products whose support and trust make this podcast possible. Get your full value from start to finish with Ilonco. Essential Ag Solutions, bringing innovative science-based solutions to livestock producers. Healthy Climate Monitor, we give you insight and you get control. Find us at healthyclimatemonitor.com. Elbiotics, the postbiotic pioneer that helps maintain a healthy gut in pigs. United Animal Health, scientifically better. Learn more at unitedamh.com. My name's Dr. Clayton Johnson, and I'm the host for today's episode. Joining me in the podcast studios this week is Dr. Jerome DeWolf, Professor in Veterinary Epidemiology at Ghent University in Belgium. Dr. DeWolf, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast. Why don't you share a little bit of background on yourself for the audience? Well, thank you very much for having me. It's really an honor to to be here. And as you said, I'm a a veterinarian by training, and uh, I'm working at Ghent University in Belgium, where I'm heading the epidemiology unit. And within our research group, we've been um, focusing on the research of infection prevention and biosecurity for already many years. Uh, I did my own PhD on the prevention of classical swine fever when that was still a hot topic and and, and there were lots of epidemics uh, at that time in in Europe. But then I moved towards uh, looking into endemic diseases and also in in looking into how can we prevent them to avoid uh, the use of antibiotics. And, and throughout my whole career, this line of biosecurity and infection prevention has been uh, has been there as a very important uh, focus point, actually. Yes, well, we have uh, multiple swine fevers to worry about now. And as I understand it, you've been working a lot on um, biosecurity. Um, certainly um, in Belgium and, and all over the world, biosecurity is a hot topic right now. Um, why don't you give the, the audience a little bit of a flavor about, for you, why is biosecurity so important for pig farms? Yeah, well, biosecurity, it's, uh, well, it's really one of the, the key cornerstones of, of producing animals. And I, I always compare it, for me, it's a pyramid. And at the basis of this pyramid, the foundations are good biosecurity. And on top of these foundations, this good biosecurity, you can add uh, a lot of preventive measures such as vaccines, for instance, but there's others, all feed additives, water additives, things to, to enhance the resilience of the animals. And if we do those things good, we can reduce the need for curative treatments. And, and whenever we have to treat sick animals, it actually means that we failed already the first time because our, our primary goal should be to keep healthy animals healthy. And that is, that is really the focus of all the work we do. And I, I often like to compare it with building house. If you want to build a big house, you need a solid fundament. And if you only have a very weak fundament, you can build a house and it might stand for one year or two years. But whenever a big, a strong wind comes by, uh, your your house will go down. And that's exactly the same. And, and often what happens is that we increasingly build bigger houses, but we forget to strengthen our fundaments. And that's where we need to work on to make sure that that this fundament of infection prevention biosecurity is really very, very solid. Yeah, it's cliche, but it's true that an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure in the health world. Um, and I love the analogy of a, of a, you know, a strong house requires a strong core. 
Um, I know you've done actually some research studies to look at farms with good biosecurity versus farms maybe where biosecurity is an opportunity. You know, do you find um, good associations with better performance and, and overall better sustainability of the farm if there is biosecurity in place? Yes, absolutely. We did that. And actually, when we started on the research on biosecurity 15 or even longer, many more years before, it was actually very obvious or very interesting to notice that lots of people were talking about biosecurity, but very few people really had shown in a quantitative way that indeed better biosecurity results in the better health of animals. It's quite logical to assume that it's so, but it's another challenge to really to really demonstrate that. And, and to be able to do so, we first developed a scoring system, which we're going to talk about maybe later a little bit more. But the scoring system was really developed from a, from a scientific research point of view. We wanted to as associate biosecurity with uh, the, the number of things you mentioned, with, with production, with health, with uh, antimicrobial usage. But to, to be able to do so, you first need to be able to measure it. So once we've had this measurement system to quantify the levels of biosecurity, then indeed we started to, to study the relationships. And we've done that in many different ways. We've done it in, in, in uh, cross-sectional studies where we just look at the level of biosecurity at a certain moment, the level of production or the, uh, the, the state of the production at that same moment. And there in the first uh, several studies, we've really shown that in farms which have a higher level of biosecurity, you typically saw lower incidence of a certain number of diseases, but especially we saw also, on average, lower levels of antimicrobial usage. At that stage, you have to still have to be careful, but this is, this is we only see associations. We haven't shown any causal relationships. But the next step then that we did is that we, we went in with intervention studies where we really uh, selected... For instance, we had a big intervention study in Belgium where we selected 60 pig farms that we followed during a period of at least one year. During that period, we coached them towards better biosecurity. And at the same time, we looked at all the antimicrobial usage data, but also the production data. And we typically saw that in, in less than one year time, we could halve the amount of antimicrobials to be used. And we could uh, also, at the same time, increase the production numbers uh, in terms of wheat pigments per cell per year, uh, also in terms of um, uh, daily weight gain. So it was really a win-win situation where the farmers win in terms of, of production, the economical consequences of better production, but also, I would say, society wins in the sense that there is much less antimicrobial usage and therefore also a lower selection pressure towards resistant bacteria, which, which are an issue for public health, but they're also an issue for animal health. So, so there's many people that gain from this, from this change towards a better uh, biosecurity. Yeah. Well, and I feel like um, oftentimes biosecurity is guilty until proven innocent. And Jerome, what I mean by that is I, as a veterinarian, I have to prove um, a very difficult task if I'm proposing a biosecurity investment. I have to show the producer this will result in you know, positive economic return. And we always know what the cost is, right? It is easy to calculate the cost of the investment I'm asking the producer to make, but the return on that investment is inherently difficult. 
Um, you want to talk to us a little bit about what your team has built for an objective way to measure biosecurity and how that might be used with farmers that are looking to value biosecurity investments? Yeah, yeah, definitely, certainly. And I, I just want to say that the same challenge you you have ex you, you just explained is a challenge we also experience. And the, the, the first, uh, the default setting in the mind of the farmer is they look at the costs and they have difficulties in, in seeing the benefits. And that is where, where we have to work with. That's also where those studies and increasingly more studies that are showing these effects are very helpful. And that brings me indeed to this to this tool and the tool that we have developed that uh, we've called biocheck.ugant, uh, so biocheck with CK at the end. And, and UGANT obviously comes from Kent University where, where the tool was uh, developed. And that biocheck.ugant tool is freely available online. It is a kind of a citizen science project in the sense that we provide a tool uh, online available. Everybody can use it totally for free. You don't even need to log in. You just go there and just use the system and you'll get the report. The uh, The only thing for us in there is that at that same moment, you're actually collecting data for us. So in that way, we are building a big data set. And at, at currently, we have a data set with more than 55,000 farms into our data set, where we have data on the levels of biosecurity in a very standardized way. And that, of course, allows us to do much more research on on, on the uh, applications of biosecurity and then all kinds of associations to, to be found. But this tool is, is quite simple. It's, it's, it looks as an easy questionnaire. So you just go to the, uh, to the website and you go for the surveys. It's available in different languages, uh, obviously in English, but also, for instance, in Spanish, Italian, German, French, uh, 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 Chinese, Vietnamese. So, so we have it in many different languages. You go to this tool, you start a survey, and you start filling in. It's around 100 questions, not always exactly the same because it depends on, on the number of conditionalities. Sometimes some questions will disappear, will be added, depending on the specific situation of the farm. But it takes you, I would say, 20 to 30 minutes to fill it in. Once you've filled it in, there is a, a quite smart algorithm which is running behind the scene which translate the answers into scores. And it's a score going from 0 to 100. Very, uh, very simple in the sense 0 means a total absence of any biosecurity measure. 100 means the perfect situation where you do everything perfectly. Of course, in reality, you always end up somewhere in between. And the score is also subdivided in these subcategories. Uh, we have subcategories for external biosecurity, subcategories for internal biosecurity. And in this way, this report gives you in, in two pages in, in a very easy and a very objective evaluation of the, of the strong and weak points of the biosecurity in your specific farm. So it is as a, as a veterinarian, as a consultant, but even as a producer, you can simply use the system, fill in, give the honest questions, and in that way, it will also translate you in an honest evaluation of your farm is totally anonymous. So we don't ask you for your name, your address. Uh, we just ask your country and, and, and a certain region, the state. Uh, but, but we don't go deeper than that. So the data is 100% anonymous, but it helps you very much in evaluating your situation. And that's really starting point. Once you get there, once you have the report, the evaluation, 
kind of an audit of your farm, you can take the next steps by, by digging into those parts of the biosecurity which are a bit more weak, which, which need enforcement uh, where you have to go uh, and start to improve. And that's also where then the, the veterinarian, the consultant, plays an important role because that's the person which is best placed to give these advices and to say, well, look, uh, apparently you're scoring quite low and transport of animals or you're scoring low in cleaning and disinfection or you're scoring low in in movement and in, in walking lines to the farm. Let's work there and I'll give you some advices on what we can do to, to improve the situation. Through continuous innovation, trusted solutions and accountable insights, the Lonco is invested in helping you achieve the full value of every decision. Their portfolio offers solutions to manage disease challenges, minimize variation, and mitigate mortality to optimize pig health. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for coming on and sharing that information with us, uh, Jerome. It's a, a tremendous program that you guys have developed. It's free to users throughout the world in many different languages. So I just want to echo what you're sharing from before that if you aren't familiar with this biosecurity tool, please go check it out. And Jerome, one more time for the audience, what's the website that they need to go to or how do they go access that tool? So it's www.biocheck.ugent.be. That's the website, but the very easy way is just if you Google biocheck.ugent, uh, you'll, you'll find it uh, immediately. Perfect. Dr. Google saves us once again. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you very much, Dr. DeWolf. I really appreciate your coming on the show. And to our audience, thank you for, thank you for listening in to the Swine Health Black Belt podcast. Please check out our website at swinehealthblackbelt.com and make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss any of our great episodes coming out every Friday. For Dr. Jerome DeWolf, I'm Dr. Clayton Johnson. Thanks and have a great rest of your day. Hey, everybody. We're always searching for the latest and greatest research to share each week. If you have a swine health-related research trial and would like to come on the show and talk about it, share it with us, please feel free to email the research to hello at wisenetics.com. That's H-E-L-L-O at W-I-S-E-N-E-T-I-X dot com.